Here we are. How's it going? What's up, y'all? <laughs> Got my buddy Kyle on here tonight. How's it We're going? We're going to talk about uh, some things other than moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm down for that. Oh, yeah. Give it a break every once in a while. As long as it has to do with some sort of outlaw shit, I'm down. <laughs> so, hey. uh, so back in the day, my buddy Kyle was the grill guy. Definitely was. Uh, let's let's hear a little bit about that. Some people are interested in going, and and you know, there's a lot of information that that you give me. What's up, CBD Ron? It's a lot of information that that I get from you when I talk to you. Cause you know, I'm curious. Mm -hmm. I've, I've never like I've grown kind of, you know, outside when I was a kid a little bit, but not enough to really swag, you know, but, but if you was to do it, you know, inside, you, you got a lot of pointers, a lot of information, a lot of good information. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of gorilla growing too. I don't know just inside. So like, it just depends on like what area that you're trying to do that I can give uh, advice on and stuff. But typically, my um, my my expertise would be indoors, you know. So, like, if I was if I was to start something nowadays, I mean, I would probably pursue like a legal route because it's so easy now, you know. Especially in Ohio, it's kind of like a liquor license. But uh, back in the day, you know, we get like uh, those ballots from like gymnasiums and stuff, you know. And uh, run high pressure sodiums or metal highlights and whatnot, and you could just make real easy like uh, hoods and stuff out of that stuff and run them in tents. So I mean, nowadays if I was to do it, I would probably just buy like a four by four tent. I'd go uh, like an ebb and flow system, make it real easy. You know, change your water out and your newts out like once a week. You know, have it on timer system. Um, I mean, it's hydroponics is kind of the way to go. I mean, dirt is more forgiving, but like there was one time that uh, I had a trip to Florida and I had a grow. I was in the middle of a grow, you know, if that would have been dirt. I would have been fucked, you know, yeah. but since I had everything on timers with an ebb and flow system and all that, I left, I came back and nothing was wrong because everything was just on time, on cycle, just rolling, you know automated that's pretty yeah. badass <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm growing dope automated bro i could go on vacay <laughs> come back and my buds are still good and then now i mean like you know with like apps and stuff like all the smart technology you have just think about the possibilities with that automated setup with that you know oh yeah you can have adreno boards hooked to your pumps all kinds of stuff you won't even have to be at a growth spot you know nobody ever see you coming and going other than setting up and taken down you know so yeah, that would be like so the way to do it traffic there mm-hmm yep just set you up and have go. to run to your your fucking wherever like if you got a barn or a shed you wouldn't have to run out there every night to make sure they're watered i mean you just fucking hook up with a timer yeah. and a fucking sprinkler system on the inside or whatever however you're doing it i, I found <laughs> what was interesting was the cycle that you told me how you would just take these and set them up here and then have the into the just the amount oh, that yeah, was yeah, processing yeah. in a so, small space that blew my fucking mind like well there there's a there's a certain all right boys I'll tell you I'll tell you a little little trick so when you're working with small spaces um you want to get you a very resilient strain something like a pineapple express or like a skunk or like a white widow you know or white rhino something Something in that family in the range of, you know, strains. And then what you could do is, is you can get like a three by three tent with a two by two table in it. Right. And don't go metal highlight just for growing uh, for the growth cycle. You can, you can literally run HPS the whole time, a flower or anything, because you're really not going to be into a vegetative cycle at all. Now, what you'll have is like a bunch of T8s up in your top, uh, like your, uh, your cloning part of your tent. Right. And because uh, sometimes they sell like dual tents, so like up here it'll be like your clones, and then down here you'll be flowering, right? So what I would do is I would go, I'd have a small bushed out, like a real small, I don't know, like the mother would be maybe like a foot tall, and I would just bush her out, right? 
And then I had a like a like an all natural like bubble cloning system. I, w- I would use like only Super Thrive in it or something in the in the newts. There wouldn't be nothing special in there. And then I would I cut straight from the mother, put it into the cloning machine, and those T8s would just grow it right. And as soon as they get roots, I would throw them in uh, like hydrogen and um, rockwool cubes, and put them in like little four by like four inch pots, and put them down on my ebb and flow table. And what I would do is, uh, like two days after they were in the flowering, I would uh, cut the bottom branches. So their entire life cycle, they were just flowering up into big donkey dick of fucking bud. And I was able to uh, roll out at least a quarter pound, you know what I'm saying, every two to three weeks in a, in a three by three tent. So, I mean, like you got to think like uh, when you're when you're trying to like do stuff in a very confined space, you're limited on resources. This was a 400 watt bulb, by the way. It wasn't a thousand watt bulb because you don't want to, you know, alert certain things, you know. You could just keep that stuff, you know, four inches, five inches away from the tops. And and you got to think you're only raising it as it grows. So if it grows an inch, you raise it an inch. And it's just chasing, you know what I'm saying? That way, when it when it actually buds, it's it's not branching off into so many different stem sites where the pistols can start flowering and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you're just focusing on one giant bud, you know? So that's how you're able to, like, maximize, like, weight in a small condensed area. That's awesome, man. That <laughs> makes me want to grow. <laughs> that makes me want to grow. I want to grow some shit so bad, dude. I really yeah. do. I would love yeah. to grow some shit, get a tent. Like I've looked at those four by fours, but I already do one thing, you know, that's mm-hmm. a little bit fucking not on the straight and narrow. So, and if you, that, that's where your people find themselves in trouble. If you just do one thing. Yeah. You're looking at one thing, you know what I mean? That's it's when the fucking big brother comes in and you're doing two or three things, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "Oh yeah, we're fucking him," <laughs> you yeah. know, and then you know they're taking all your shit and stuff like that. But but yeah, yeah man, I would love to fucking grow. Um, I'm really into like like I don't even eat mushrooms, but I'd love to grow those motherfuckers too. Those are so easy. Be awesome. Mushrooms are so easy to grow. Yeah, I, I got a lot of buddies that, that are mm-hmm. growing them. And I, yeah. I had uh, Midwest on here a couple weeks ago. He's fucking grows them like crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they don't and use a lot of light. For everybody. They need like maybe an hour of light a day. Like they don't need much. You could literally go to Walmart and get like a $10 fluorescent bulb, put it in a closet, get you like a clear, you know, uh, Rubbermaid tub with a sealable lid, you know, and then you, yeah. can just, you know, check the humidity by like, uh, putting your substrate in there and getting it like, you know, nice and moist and stuff and letting it seat like, you know, sitting there, I have like a little portable heater, keep it around like 70 degrees, you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. keep it like a humid, like a humid humidity gauge in there and then check the humidity. And if it's, if it's too, if it's too less drill it like, you know, like another hole in there to let a little bit more in yeah, or, or, you know, seal it off. Yeah. They got these spores now. They'll fucking grow. You ain't even got to do a goddamn thing. You put them in there, put them in your closet and walk away and come back. The motherfuckers are growing and shit. Yeah. It's crazy. Like the strains they got out now, like it's crazy. It's cool as shit. And I can't wait. I I can't wait till we decriminalize mushrooms as well. I know we decriminalized marijuana here, but we haven't decriminalized mushrooms. I don't think. You can grow mushrooms all you want, and it's not illegal. I can fill this whole house with Rubbermaid tubs full of mushrooms and inoculation and all that. But as soon as you dry them, they become illegal. Really? Is yeah. that what it is? is the yeah, they, minute you they, dehydrate yeah. Them? Yep. As soon as they kick in your fucking door, if they're all growing, no problem. They come in a week later, and you're drying them, then you got a problem. Huh. Yeah. That's it's, wild. It's, it's so weird, man. Laws are so weird. I know that they've never been out able to outlaw the peyote cactus. There's people that grow them in their window seals in places like California and shit. Yeah. And every once in a while, they'll fucking pull a button off that motherfucker. And 
Yeah. They've never been able to outlaw that because the way it grows, and and I think that people just don't abuse peyote. <laughs> you don't see too many motherfuckers over eating peyote more than once a year. Well, it's 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 expensive. Once a year's, you know. Well, it's. I mean, I heard that trip's crazy. I got an uncle that went out to the desert. And he he did it. Yeah. And he did not fucking like it. And he's done everything. Like he he's yeah. even done heroin. He's like, man, I've done. <laughs> I used to bang heroin back in the day. I ain't give a shit. It's like, but uh, he was a, he was like, you know, the the guy is like the the beer guy for the fucking was it Dos Equis, the most interesting man in the world. Yeah. That's what this motherfucker was like. Uncle Al, he did everything. He went everywhere. He was an awesome guy. But yeah. he said, man, I did peyote one time. He said, and it's the closest thing to feeling like you're real life retarded than anything you've ever done in your life. And he said, and you'll drink on peyote. And he said, it's not like acid or it ain't like fucking uh, any other drug where, you know, you, you drink on acid, you don't get drunk. Right. He said, you, you drink on peyote, you just keep getting drunker and drunker and drunker. Yeah. And you're feeling, you feel that feeling of the peyote. He said that he thought he, he become retarded. <laughs> he's like, he's like, this is, if I could imagine what it felt like to be retarded, and no, no offense to anybody that, you know, we've all got a cousin. Uh, no offense. I'm not trying to, maybe I shouldn't use the word retarded, but I use it all the time. Uh, but he, he did not like peyote. He said he, he didn't care for it much. Yeah. He said something about, uh, what's my thoughts on an outdoor greenhouse? Uh, depends on where you live. I mean, uh, you, you can't. Around here, your neighbors would rob that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you I find mean... some neighbors in that son of a bitch. <laughs> I've never known somebody to grow outdoors anywhere in this city and not have their shit robbed. And plus, right. everybody who grows is always like, come check out my shit. Yeah. You don't tell nobody. You don't even tell your mom, dude. I don't give a fuck. Don't tell nobody. You're growing. <laughs> Top secret. Don't fucking tell a soul because you're people that you show will tell somebody and then you have some asshole still in your buds yeah. straight up. I actually got a story about that. So back in my younger years, you know, I, I was a little thug and uh, there was this girl that I knew and I was kind of seeing, but she had a boyfriend and she, she kept telling me like all summer long, like, yeah, my boyfriend, he's out here in this field growing weed. And I was like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, yeah, you want to see? And I looked at my friend and I'm like, yeah, I want to see, I want to see this stuff, you know? And uh, she took us out there and showed us his spot. And, uh, you know, I kept seeing her for a couple of months, you know, and every once in a while me and my, my buddy would drive over, you know, and check to see, you know, how, what the progress was on this crop. Right. And uh, I kept leading her on and leading her on, you know, and uh, until, until it was about harvest time. And then me and my boys went over there and we cut them up, pulled them all, you know, stole everything. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she came Damn. over. She's like, I know it was you. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully she ain't watching right now. <laughs> hey, I don't. Hey, man. I knew it, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, kids do fucked up shit. She's probably a junkie. Yeah, right man. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, you owe me ten dollars for doing that. Way yeah, back, yeah. I'll settle for a pack of Marlboros. <laughs> I need five bucks for some glass, though. <laughs> Man, this this meth, this meth has gotten bad, dude. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's gotten bad. The worst place to go is like if you go into fucking uh, the Goodwill. Mm-hmm. You go into fucking thrift stores and they're over there like. <laughs> it's like the fucking walking dead. Yeah. And you're like, God damn. I seen this bitch had a clothes hanger stuck in her hair one day at, at the fucking Sam's Club. I was like, God damn clothes hanger stuck in your fucking hair. What the fuck's wrong with you, bitch? <laughs> like, go home. Take a goddamn nap. You ain't been asleep in four days. What's worse what's is the, the like the functioning ones that do it like just yeah. enough, you know, to be like kind of like a junkie, but they're functioning enough to like pass it off on people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I could always read it, man. I could read yeah, it. Read yeah. the eyes. The eyes roll. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. And I'm like, you're fucking high, motherfucker. Don't lie to me. I know it, bitch. <laughs> I grew up around junkies my whole life. I come from a fucking land of the junkies, bitch. You can't fucking fake <laughs> being high around me. I will fuck you up. I'll, I'll pretend just to be polite. But then when they do some fucked up shit, I tell them that. Like, everybody knows you're goddamn junkie. It's yeah. like, we're just pretending that to believe your bullshit to be polite. We're being polite. We all fucking know every goddamn time you lie. <laughs> yeah, I hate them, dude. Fucking hey, normalize. Them, dude. You said you're gonna move your crop outside, and uh, how how long has it been inside? If you don't mind me asking, because uh, the big thing there is is indoor plants aren't as strong as outdoor plants. You know, um, you can because they're just they're like. Weed in general is a very resilient plant, but the less stress you cause, the better grow you're going to have, more yield and all that. I mean, uh, you also got to you got to think about pests and stuff. Um, as soon as you take those nice, fresh indoor crop when you move it outside, everything that eats that shit is going to come from every corner of the earth to find it and eat it. Um, deers especially, deers love weed. Every time I've ever had a crop outdoors. I've always had to put deer repellent around because the deers will come through and just eat the hell out of your weed. They make this shit. It's like a gel. It smells like skunk ass. You put it all around your fucking crop and it's supposed to like make mm -hmm. all the animals swell. Like, I don't want nothing to do with that skunk piss. Yeah. It's like a gel though. Don't get it on your skin because you'll be smelling like fucking skunk. Yeah, he's got the key right there. Low stress. You, yeah. you don't, you I'll, really you don't want to stress your plants out because you'll start risking it going into like hermaphrodite stuff, you know, and uh, you can lose a whole when strain. You, when you move them, I find that they go into shock, don't they? Like, like when I was a kid, my mom found because they would smoke so much weed, they would just flip the seeds out in the yard. One of the motherfuckers started growing, <laughs> but it was like <laughs> right where everybody could see it. We look over and there's fucking that motherfucker's four foot tall. Yeah. And my mom's like, look at that. And we would walk by that motherfucker every day. It was right by our back patio. And I was like, holy shit, that thing's four foot tall. We never fucking noticed we had a pot plant in our fucking yard. Mm. And I was like, I'm keeping it, mom. Fuck that shit. And I was like 14. She's like, well, you got to move that motherfucker over here. So dig it up, replant it over here. And I did. And uh, about a week later, I noticed that it was all wilting and shit. The leaves were all. And my mom, she smokes reefer, dude. She's fucking hippie through and through. Yeah. And I got home from school, and she wasn't home from work yet. And I was yeah. like, God damn it, this thing's dying. So I took and I just raked everything off of it. Took my hand and raked right up. Leaves and all. I was, I, dude, I was 14. I smoke leaves on you. Fuck. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I get a headache. But uh, my mom got home and was like, oh, shit, why'd you do that? And I was like. I was like, it was done. She was like, it was in shock, son. It was going to come back through. And she's like, you moved it. And when you do that, it goes into shock. And uh, I was like, well, I didn't know that, but I'm fucking going to smoke these leaves and put them leaves in a microwave and shit. Fucking dry them out. You know? <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, replant is very... Light bulbs, everything. Yeah, replanting is very tricky. If you're going to do it, get you some super thrive. Super Thrive is your best friend for anything related to growing that stuff. You so know. it's been quite a few years since you've grown, right? Yeah. I mean, I do some bonsai in here and there because I like bonsai. And uh, yeah, every once in a while, I'll uh, start bonsaiing some weed. But uh, to be honest, that's very hard to do, especially with weed and trying to keep it low stress and keeping it going for a long time. So it's probably been about five years since I've grown. Um, I mean, stuff's so accessible now. I can literally go into shops now and just buy it. You know, I was doing it back in the day because I was trying yeah. to like pay for my rap career. All I knew was just like outlaws and fucking hippies and, you know, gangsters. And like, like, that's what I grew up around, you know. So it was like to make a way for myself in life. You know, I was like, how do I get this money, you know, to pay for all the shit that I need to do? So like yeah, I don't I don't really grow or nothing anymore other than just for like hobby. But uh 
Yeah, I mean, it's been a while. I probably would eventually, but I, you know, that's I just want to say is like uh, that's kind of how I learned. I, I learned from like some old school hippies. Like that's who who taught me how to grow. It's just a bunch of old school hippies. I'm not gonna say any names just because they're like that. They're on that code, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, they're like, hey, you ain't got yeah. lights. Go climb up telephone pole. Steal the ballast off the telephone pole. Take the bulbs out the telephone poles, you know? <laughs> and I was like, what? You're crazy. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you see how that tree's just like growing towards that light? And I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, because those are the bulbs we always use back in the day. And, you know, they teach me how to make ballast out of that stuff. Like, you li- literally, you can start a grow for nothing, you know, if you're willing to get into the... <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> The everything's free side of things, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I had a guy tell me when I was a kid that that uh, take and put a big pot of soil up in a tree and tie that motherfucker up in the top of a tree, kind of hidden, mm-hmm. and fucking pot some dope in that motherfucker. And yeah. it'd be camouflaged right up in the tree. And then uh, I always... I used to hang out with this biker dude and uh, he was wild ass guy. I'm not going to name no names cause he's still alive, but mm-hmm. uh, he, he would go and he was like a nomad uh, fucking dope grower, man. He would fucking go to the, he'd go to the side of the freeway and plant one. He'd go to the, mm-hmm. here and plant one, I'd go there and plant one. He'd plant like a thousand seeds just in random places Mm-hmm. And just check up on them every once in a while. And like 99% of them would get caught and ripped and stolen. But that 1%, man, he would he would fucking grow at just some random places. It would take off. And, and you know, he'd end up with a couple plants every year like that. He ended up with free fucking free weed. Do you remember? It was wild. Do you remember when we was young? You'd look off and it'd be like, don't mow here. Uh, state of xyz wildlife and uh botanical like protected area yeah remember those signs i knew a guy who would just go and take his seeds and go plant them in those and it'd be like off the side (laughs) of the highway and like nobody would ever fuck with his crops because like it was a crazy fine if you fucked that shit up you know and uh he would be pretty successful at doing that um, me and my older brother used to do a lot of that gorilla growing. You get like a tree stand and climb up a tree, find you a nice like tree with a good like center base that, that you know has like where yeah. the squirrels kind of dug down in there, you know, and then you go yeah. like, clear out clear out the insides of it and shit. Yeah, you can you can get off a lot of growing doing that, man. Um I wouldn't do that. I mean it's, it's put one in my neighbor's tree. <laughs> <laughs> that way if they come rolling around and you know what I mean. Yeah, or something like a like good creek systems that kind of ebb and flow naturally. Those are great spots, especially if they're right around some sun. Uh, I was reading about the piss. Um, (laughs) Everybody's piss is different, and your piss has different pH balance day to day. So um, technically, depending on like what you're consuming, it could or couldn't be a good idea to you know use piss as a he said been pissing on my one plant indoors since october it's about seven foot tall yeah yeah i mean i get it man i get it you can definitely do it like i said they're resilient plants i'm just i was just saying you know there's there's a lot easier way of doing things um so technically like ph you know you can always like go up in ph as much as you can you know but you can you can only go down, and when you go down, it starts to lock it out. You can't you can't you can't go back up once you you know start going down to a certain level of acidity and uh, <laughs> in your nutrients. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. peaceful is shining hooker spit. <laughs> Sounds about <laughs> right. <laughs> oh fuck! Hell yeah! Yeah. Um. You want to keep around like 6.5 to 7 on the pH scale for your nutrient solutions. That's that's where you want to be ideally. 6.5 is probably the best for uh, um, like hydroponic setup. 
Wasn't too much pee fucking definitely fuck it up. Like I said, this like, depends on what kind of person you are. Are you the type of person that pisses out brown? Probably shouldn't be peeing on your plant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's me. <laughs> fucking, I'm so dehydrated all the time, man. I piss and it's fucking orange. Unless I'm drinking, then it's clear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, once you get a couple good fucking drinks, it, that shit goes right to being clear. So I think that's what the solution to everything is. Yeah, vibration is good. Um, I used to play like music. music. I used to play music to my plants all the time, and it's it's more about like just the movement. But like if you have like high powered fans on your on your plants, um, they're gonna keep breaking down and get stronger and stronger and stronger. That's what I was gonna bring up when you said bringing your crop outside. Uh, before you do that, uh, make sure you got a, a good size fan on it blowing kind of consistently but not so much that's going to start ripping the leaves and stuff off but you want to get it nice and strong before you go outside because the straight line winds and shit that might hit it could just rip it out you know burnt ash yeah i've used ash and fertilizer before yeah um used to uh i used to take my buds sometimes and cure them in um corn husk and bury them that's a whole way of doing it. Um, so curing is like a whole nother thing too. I had a special way of doing it because I used to have to get on the bus line. And, you know, I'd have like a pound or two on my book bag. And, you know, the boys on the bus would be smelling that shit. And they would try to like. You get robbed real fucking quick. Well, yeah, because <laughs> they were trying to honeypot me and stuff. They would, they would have girls get on the bus and stuff and like try to hit on me and all that, you know. But I already knew what was, what was up because like, you know, I've been out here for a long time you know and yeah. uh, so i started getting off at stops you know two or three stops down from my, my stop on the bus line but uh eventually i learned how to like cure it where it doesn't smell but you don't lose potency so what i would always do is is immediately i'd let them hang for like a day or two you know just normal and then after that i would go straight to a giant sized uh glass jar but the glass jar wasn't exactly a, um like a sealable top it was just glass. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like um, what you would use in like a chemistry set. And what I would do is I'd burp it all day. As soon as it would build moisture up, if I'd see any type of moisture on the inside of the glass, I would go burp it. And what it does is that, does, that doesn't allow it to, to get that smell going. So if you're, if you're in a spot where you don't want a lot of smell, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, if you don't want a lot of smell and you're traveling with it, you can do it that way. You won't lose potency, you know, but I found, you know, it, uh, it, it gets a little hard to sell it when you, when you're selling some weed that kind of just smells a little sweet because people, for some reason, they want to buy weed that smells, you know, dank, but I would always be like, here, smoke this. It's probably the best shit you've ever fucking had, you know? And, uh, they wouldn't believe me. So I'd be like, all right, I'll smoke a half a blunt with you, but you got to buy a quarter off of me, you know? And uh, they'd be like, all right. And they'd hit that shit like, damn, that shit's fucking good, you know. But, uh, yeah, you can get the smell out of it so you can travel with it. I mean, you're clo if you're growing weed, you're going to smell like it regardless. But <laughs> um, this, shit, this shit right here is growing locally. Is it's it? gone. But yeah, it's fucking, it's grown in, uh, grown in Springfield, Ohio. Yeah. I got a little half of uh called, some shit called Mad Mad River Kush. Mad River Kush. This stuff's called Khalifa. It's a uh, little blunt that I got. I've been smoking on. But uh, this stuff's good. You mind if I smoke on here? Does that matter? Oh, I don't give a shit. Uh, it's alive. It's nobody's gonna see this anyways. Just uh, Phil Billy Crew, all my homies, all my outlaws. Fucking, uh, what's you guys' thoughts on on edibles, man? Do they do they fuck you up or not? Because I know a lot of people that get them and they're like, this didn't do nothing to me at all. This didn't do nothing to me at all. A lot of people can't metabolize it, so it makes it kind of like you don't really want to 
make a bunch and then not have them have any effect. I don't know, yeah. man. Like I've been, I've been thinking about making some edibles, but I don't want them to fucking go to waste. Yeah, I like I, edibles. I don't want to just feed somebody a shitty tasting brownie that don't get them fucking high. <laughs> edibles are kind of like my, my choice to go with nowadays, like over smoking. Like I, I'll, really? I'll go with edibles all day. Yeah. But maybe we should make some brownies together, dude. I don't do brownies. Because of the taste, what I do is Rice Krispie treats. I'm down, and I, I got. And they're stronger. <laughs> I'm not going to talk. I'm not, not going to so talk on here about it. But, <laughs> but I got you. <laughs> uh, we got what we need. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. Yeah. Fucking. Uh, we'll make some Rice Krispie treats, dude. I'm telling you, it's a lot better. Yeah, I'll explain to you one day. <laughs> um yeah well well the I think biggest we thing should double up mm -hmm. would it would it change the taste if we doubled up on the amount of you know shake like we're gonna we're gonna break it all up in the shake put it in the oven but what if we use twice as much that's normally that you would use you wouldn't have to yeah I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it in an oven like that. So no decarbon. No. What I would do is I would take it and I would get some bubble bags and some dry ice, right? And then you put all your uh, all your bud inside of those, and then you shake it, and it gets so cold, all the little THC uh, little little resin sacks they fall off into the bottom, and then you get like different micron screens. And then uh, the ones that are on the smallest level are going to be your most potent. And then, like, the bigger, fatter ones in the micron screens are bigger, right? You extract those those sacks, little tiny, you know, resin sacks out of there. Um, they call it keef and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's, you know, it's what you see on the outside of your bud. There's a little sugar and stuff. It looks like sugar. Uh, you extract those out the bag. Yeah. And then you go to your stovetop and uh, you take that stuff right and you cook down your butter until it's like you know completely uh liquid and then you back off the heat and then you add those in all those little crystals and stuff into it and then you slowly go back up in the heat and bring it up to temp where then it fuses in you know and then you back Damn. it back off it's like making meth <laughs> then you That's then you <laughs> you're gonna get some information bro so and then and only then you can make your Rice Krispie Treats brownies, da, 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 da. but they're going to be way strong, you know? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it, man. There's a place we could get dry ice downtown. Let's I can fucking make, do I, this. Dude. I can make dry ice. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. shit's above my pay grade. Uh, you, dude, <laughs> you don't need much. No. Nah. <laughs> <I could, laughs> Well, I got YouTube. I'll figure it out. But yeah, mm. man, if you're fucking, you're doing it. You you explain it to me. That's even cooler. Fucking. Yeah. Uh, it's basically let's like make taking some rice krispies. You're making. Cheese. Yeah, you're basically making a bubble hash, basically. But you're taking the bubble hash and instead of compressing it, you're cooking it into a you know a butter. Fuck yeah, yeah. I'm down, dude. I want to make some shit. Um, I, I, let's. I got fucking. Let's talk about Reggie, man. <laughs> like, like, and, and let's let's also talk about fucking Michigan. <laughs> God damn! Like Michigan has made weed worthless. It has made weed worthless. Like you could get an onion of the funkiest of the funk right now for for about a hundred and thirty, about a hundred to hundred thirty dollars. Yeah, because of Michigan. Because you go to Michigan and get them for 50 bucks an onion at the damn dispensary. Yeah. So now, now this shit's about worthless. I mean, there's shit now that you would have an onion of that five years ago would be worth 200 bucks. Easy. 250 maybe. Not I'm, even that. I'm never the, you, yeah. can, you can literally go to any gas station now and buy Delta 8. Oh, and it's so strong. They got it so potent, dude. I mean, and and, and it's Delta Eight. It's not like Delta Eight back in the day. 
You know what I'm saying? It's legal in it's, all it's like fucking they've, 50 states. They've bred these plants for the Delta 8 production. So that's what people don't realize. Like, it's not like back in the day where, like, you know, you were smoking leaves and you would get the Delta 8 out of it and you'd kind of feel high. You know, it's like the genes oh. and these plants are worked into it. And they got- the whole reason it's like, oh, it don't really get you that high. It's like, it's like kind of bullshit. I mean, it's not going to be as strong as like the Delta 9 and shit, but like, if you're talking about Reggie, it's so concentrated, talking- it knocks your dick yeah. in the dirt. Yeah. And you can get it anywhere. Like, you can go buy it anywhere. So, it's scary because you got motherfuckers doing this Delta 8, and it's so concentrated now. Mm-hmm. Like, they cram so many milligrams in such a little piece that you'll eat a piece of fucking candy and flip your shit because you'll be <laughs> high for 12 fucking hours straight. You'll be tired of being fucking high. You'll puke. Man, yeah. I got these little gummies at this little fucking store, and they're legal. You could go in there and, in all 50 states and get these. You could send these in a mail to people. You could get them in the mail from a business. There's nothing they could do for them. They're legal. Nobody could say anything about them, but they're these little gummies are square. And they're, they're fucking at all the little gas stations, little, little haji shops. And, uh, dude, they fuck you up. You know, I got a buddy. He probably weighs, you know, 250, 260 pounds. He's a big guy. Not as big as me, but, you know, he's, he's a decent-sized human. Yeah. He ate, he ate fucking three quarters of one. <laughs> he said I was gone for 11 fucking hours, and I hated it. He was like, I was that fucking high. So he's like, I, I, My bad. If you sm- he, he said it doesn't get you high. Um, if you smoke... And then you smoke the Delta Eight. No, you're probably not gonna get high off of it. Like, it's yeah. it's it's not it's not the same as that. We're I'm talking about like people who don't really smoke, but they want to go buy something legal. Um, Delta Eight will get you high. They they got it so concentrated now, bro, that it does get you high. Mm-hmm. It will fuck you up. Like especially if you don't smoke every day, yeah, all day. Like nowadays, everyone smokes all day long and they smoke 90 fucking percent THC fucking out of a vape. That's like, yeah. God damn, that's no. strong as fuck. Delta ain't going to get you high. And, when you're doing uh, that. <laughs> dude, Reggie is worthless and you can't even give it away now. Yeah. And that, dude, I'm a, I'm a fucking bitch when it comes to this shit. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I go for. I'm like, give me Reggie. I can't fuck with that new shit. It's too strong. Yeah. Um, you know, unless I'm drinking and then I just go right to fucking sleep. I kind of black out. I <laughs> can go to sleep where I'm sitting. like. <sighs> but that, that's when I drink and smoke at the same time. Especially yeah. if it's out of a fucking water bowl. But yeah, man. Uh, it, it's crazy that, that you can't do shit with Reggie, but hopefully try and make some fucking edibles yeah yeah i mean that's that's the only way to actually process the reggie to make it worth it but then it's like once you get into all that you could have just you know bought some regular shit that wasn't reggie but i mean for like edible <laughs> yeah. then yeah i'd probably use the reggie because like i don't know what is reggie nowadays because like reggie nowadays looks like what we would smoke back in the day that would be considered really good so yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> too like like Reggie is, it's it's it's, it's yeah. huge. Like back in the day, Reggie was like this, and, mm-hmm. and, and there was a higher end. We called it Mersh, commercial, commercial grade. That's what we called it, commercial yeah. weed. Uh, and then the, later on, people started calling it Reggie. Uh, but yeah, man, it, it's fucking wild. Man. Yeah, you know, I've got buddies. I've got buddies that pull out fucking a bag with four pounds of Reggie, and they're like, you know anybody yeah. wants this shit? <laughs> and I'm like, I can't even give it away, dude. They're like, me neither. <laughs> like, and yeah, these fucking um, kids nowadays, dude, they're so spoiled. Oh, yeah. They have no idea the lines we crossed to get our weed back in the day. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And the shit we smoked was fucking horrible half the time. We were happy, like, yeah, dude. We smoked the brownest fucking dope. <laughs> you know? Well, I, I ended up knowing some people who 
like did some like homegrown shit back in the day when I was a kid. So I was like able to get some some decent stuff back in the day, but I wasn't until I was like 16, 17, 18, you know. Um but like it's crazy to go from like where I used to be and smoking and and all of it to like where I am now with it. Like I barely smoke. Like I've had that I smoked that like what forever ago and I just pulled it out just now for this podcast, you know, just to partake in the community for a little bit. But um it's 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 really crazy that I see kids that are so young with such strong weed. You know, it's kind of concerning. You know? Yeah. Like, um, I look at it now like, well, if I was that high when I was 16, 17, or whatever, you know, what would I have been doing? Even if, you even care. if, <laughs> like, no, I'm just saying it in the fact of, like, I've learned so much about, you know, all that because I was young. And I was like open to ideas and doing things and shit and getting to know people and all that. So like now if all you're doing is smoking this crazy, strong, potent weed and you're a kid and you're like sitting on your couch just playing video games all day, like you're not going to be out there learning, experiencing, even in like a criminal way. So like, you know, it's like there's like always a difference between like our age groups and shit because like our age group is like, well, I'll get in all my stuff or whatever it is in life but I still got to take care of my life and my business. You know, we're like, I see the younger crowds. They're not going to be doing that. You know, yeah. if you ever thought about it, it's kind of, um, I don't know. It's weird. I remember in the fucking nineties, I would always party with grownups. Like they would party, like the baby boomers would party with generation X. Didn't give a fuck. We was like 13, 14 years old. Somebody's mom or dad would be over there like, here you go. He's like 13, 14, and all these grown-ups are just passing it around. You know, they're getting us drunk. We're, we're like little little grown-ups, man. We're, we're not acting like fools. We're so used to it. It's so ingrained into us that we're not immature. We're not over there <coughs> showing off, showing our asses, getting in trouble. We, we handled our shit. Yeah. But. I remember them same hippie motherfuckers talking about how great the weed was back when they was a kid. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I call mm-hmm. bullshit on that. Yeah, I call yeah. fucking bullshit. Yeah. I think that throughout time it done nothing but go and get better. And I know it might be a memory thing, but it's not, you know, <laughs> you know, she, I used to hang out with this chick and her, her mom was always on that. We used to have tight stick and, we did a uh, four-way window pane acid. <laughs> I'm just uh, like, just just take your ass over and get us some beer, please. <laughs> Can you go get us some beer to drive through? Here's some I, money. Buy yourself some because we we work. We was fucking kids that got out of school and went to fuck work. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I look at it like it, this, right? It was With crazy, that, man. It, on on that aspect of it, it's like you can't tell me your weed was better. Like, there's no way. Like, the technology that we have now that we use mm. for, like, noticing Definitely not now. and breeding and everything. And then you go just in, like, hydroponics section of it. And it's like, you can literally test all your nutrients at home now. You don't have to, like, get it lab tested or nothing. Like, you don't you don't have to, like, do none of that now. Like, it's all right there on the spot. You can, Like I said, we were just talking about, I had automated setup. And that was, what, years and years ago. I, I was I had it on timers like you know so like now like like I was saying with like smart apps and stuff like these facilities that grow for these dispensaries and stuff are ridiculous like uh it's just going there you got you got like a guy who's kind of like a bot almost and he'll just go bop 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 playing them all and then they could just leave and they can like completely leave the room sealed until they have to come in and harvest this stuff you know like those yeah. hippies, those hippies weren't getting that kind of like level of like, you know, just it, it, the science of it. And they pumped the rooms with CO2. And I know they did that stuff back in the day. But like what I'm saying is we're going to get more production and better plants because of the fact that like we've learned how to like master it. You know, like you guys were like setting the foundations of learning like, okay. Well, I can do this, like burn a fire over here and then like have it ducted in here for CO2 production outdoors. 
like you guys were like innovating on that level, like not you, but like, you know, that generation. But like now it's like I can go 40 minutes up the road, buy a whole tank of, uh, you know, CO2 for like $30 or some shit, take it to my tent and have it on a regulator hooked to a timer. It'll go off three times a day, you know, during feeding yeah. cycles. you like, there's no way that they was getting that kind of level of production going. You know, no. you can't tell me it's better. Well, I mean, the strains, the strains have higher amount of THC in them. It's hands down. Like, like you have strains nowadays that have like super, like huge amounts of THC. Mm-hmm. And and you know what? What set the bar back in the day was Northern Lights. That's yeah. the strain that changed the game for everybody. It was Northern Lights. That was a strain that changed the game in this fucking state and probably most others. It, that strain came out. People started growing Northern Lights, and it was fucking super mega funk. And then it just kept going higher and higher from there. The strains got crazier and crazier. And High Times Magazine, like High Times Magazine, had a lot to do with that shit. Man. It's yeah, crazy. Like, like, like they would put out these magazines and they would show you what was out there. Mm-hmm. So then you would go search for it, and. Uh, People would find it. Like, I remember the first time smoking Northern Lights. It was, you stepped your foot in a new world, man. It was, it was totally different. It was like, oh, I've been smoking this swaggy swag for fucking yeah. ever. And then all of a sudden, somebody brought around some super funk and you. you yeah, like it, some G13 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Some of them old strains, skunk number one, which mm-hmm. is part of what, part of what uh, Northern Lights was made from. It's half skunk number one and half. Uh, what was the other? I'll think of it in a minute. Remember no. bubblegum? That yeah. shit really smelled like bubblegum. That was a cool strain, too. You know what we're famous blueberry. for? You know what we're famous for? The dumpster weed. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it sounds horrible, but like it's one of Canada's cup. You know, it's one of the United really? States' you know, first Canada's cups was dumpster weed. And they, they came up with it up there in Ohio State. It's a good strain. Yeah. Nobody like not a lot of people. Yeah, grow I mean, anymore. these motherfuckers. I mean, it's huge here now. Like everybody's growing it. This is fucking Mad River Cut. This is grown like thirty minutes from here. Yeah, I don't know how they're growing it and not getting robbed. <laughs> you try <laughs> and grow something around here, man, you get fucking robbed. You know, but, they could uh, they could be drop shipping. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how I would do it. I would just have a license to sell it, and then I would order from another dispensary at a you know disclosed contracted price, you know, and then I would have it shipped here, and then, and then I would you sell. get to name it. Yeah, yeah, I'm naming it, and that's the thing with these kids too. Like if if they don't know what it's called, they don't want to fuck with it. They're like, is it? Is it doo-doo pie? Is it uh, chicken nugget? <laughs> you know, it's got to have a name nowadays. Uh-huh. Back in the day, it was just called weed, or you had northern. Every once in a while, mm-hmm. it'd have a name. But we smoked anything we could get our yeah. hands on back in the day. I think like the the timeline of all of it was like I think like I think it, in that time is like skunk was probably like the best thing you could get, you know, around here at least. But like uh, now. I think I think it went from like there to I think it was like the Northern Lights and then after that it was like G thirteen. Then after that it was like strawberry cough. Do you remember that? Yeah, I and remember that. um my cousin had some of that growing. Yeah. Yeah, and then we got started getting crazy names. Like the well, I mean White Widow and White Russian and Rhino was back there, you know. Um White Widow's one of my favorite strains. It's it's one of the Hell best. Yeah. I, yeah. It is one of the best. It's it's won so many awards too. Yeah. And I was a kid, dude. I I quit smoking for a while. Mm-hmm. And then I went and I uh, went to a buddy's house and I was like, and it's been like a couple weeks since I seen all my friends because some shit went down. I had to move and come over to my buddy's house and he's got a four foot water bong. Yeah. And I'm like. It's like, all right, dude, I'm ready to get fucked up. <laughs> He's like, all right. So he rolled this fucking oh, fuck, <laughs> somebody's ass, dude. <laughs> I can't handle too much more of that screaming in my house. 
Yeah, yeah. He rolled a big old, big old doobie, right? He stuffed it in the stem that goes into the water ball. And it's huge, man. So I'm just over there just packing it. Yeah. And I, I take, put my hand over it. And I don't take the... Shut up! There you go. I don't take it out, my bad, y'all. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I just keep filling that tube, filling that tube. And they used to call vitamin E hits because they were yellow. And mm-hmm. I guess vitamin E is supposed to be yellow. I don't know. My buddy always said, that's a big old vitamin E hit. He always <laughs> said that shit. But I kept filling that motherfucker up, filling that motherfucker up. And then I got it full. And I was like, all right, and this one, oh, pull yeah. that some bitch. Yeah. So I took that whole chamber. I fucking started coughing so much. My eyes water. My nose is yeah. running. Fucking puke. I do it again like that. And goddamn. And this this weed was like moldy. It had fucking like blue oh. shit on it from oh. in a storage locker. It was moldy and shit, dude. But it got me so fucking. It was got me higher than I ever been in my life. I started oh. like. I'm like. <laughs> I start freaking out, dude. Like, and they're like, "Well, maybe we should go." I'm like, "Dude, I'm freaking the fuck out, bro." Yeah. And uh, I was just a kid. I was like, I think I was 16 years old, man. They're like, wow. "Let's uh, let's go for a walk and try and walk that buzz down a little bit." So we go for a walk, and I just <laughs> start fucking. I have such yeah. a bad anxiety attack that I collapsed. Dude, they had to call a fucking ambulance. Yeah. It was fucking embarrassing. As well. That was a lot. It that was, was horrible, lot. dude. I was, I was raking my arm on the fucking concrete, talking about flipping, like, I'm fucking flipping. <laughs> it was humiliating, dude. But yeah, uh, That's that moldy great. dope fucked me up. I've never been high like that in my fucking life. And, I, and yeah, I, I got uh, a buddy that tells that story every time I see it. Yeah. You must have made an impression, you know. I had a buddy who took a... <laughs> he laughed. <laughs> I had a buddy that fucking took a, uh, an air mattress pump. And he hooked it up to like a bull. And used to just... Oh, shit. <laughs> you know. And then, uh, bro. Yeah. That night, um, we also he had he also had a gas mask, that, like a little hose, and you hook a blunt up to it. That night was probably the highest I've ever been in my life, and uh, I was throwing up in bushes. Like I ain't never in my life been that high. <laughs> like I kept throwing up in bushes and stuff, and every time like somebody would bring that bring like weed around or anything, I just smell it. That night, I was just like, <sighs> I was fucking, I was <laughs> yeah. Um, Hell yeah, dude. when they we got into a uh, hospital on that shit, yeah. Well, I was about to bring this up because when, when we got into like these new like strains and stuff, I didn't realize like how potent weed had gotten because, like, uh, like I said, I don't I don't smoke, you know what I'm saying? Like, not anymore, really, just every once in a while. Um, but it was like the first time I hit some of this like new age strong, you know, weed, and um, I forget what it was called. Anyways, I had a, I had a, like a like an anxiety attack, panic attack. Yeah, it uh started tripping me out, and uh, I ended up having to uh, go to the hospital. But they're like, I think you're All just. Right, uh, they're they're like, I think you're just high. <laughs> and they sent me home. You're the one being fucking rude. What? I'm in the middle of something. I'll be done in a second. Peace. <laughs> but yeah, I had to go to the hospital, and then uh, they just pretty much told me I was high. <laughs> like you're just they kept really asking. Funny. Yeah, they kept asking, like, no, no. But uh, yeah, it's funny. I got. I got yeah, I have real, real bad anxiety, dude. Uh, so I gotta watch it, and it's gotta be like I gotta. I can't go into it and get fucking stoned. But if I smoke, I gotta be like, let's see how this little bit does. Because certain strains, yeah. you're, you're right, man. Certain strains will freak you the fuck out. Well, I wasn't used to them at that point. Like, uh, like I missed a huge deal of time where that stuff was like coming yeah. out and being innovated, and I just wasn't smoking or doing anything anymore. And I came back and there's smoke, and I was like, fuck, you know. Uh, then yeah. the dabs, dabs came out, which like that's what I was gonna bring up also when we talk about they talk about their weed was better. Okay, I'll give them that just because I think what we have now isn't 
weed anymore. You know, I would say <laughs> it's, it's the extreme, bro. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's like it's like a whole new thing, to be honest, because like yeah. uh, it'd be like, OK, you know, like you wouldn't say Super Saiyan 4 Goku was Goku, you know, so it's like it's like a different strain like of plant in general. And like when you sit there and say different strains, you know, that's basically what you're doing. You're creating a new gene like cousins, you know, it's like from from the branch of weed. So I guess you could say like we had like the best weed back in the day because you technically had weed. What is it? What, what should we call it now? Because it's technically not the same plant, you know, genetically. Yeah. Somebody said Terps is what determines how you feel. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Terpenes? Yeah. 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 I drank some beer with some terpenes in it not too long ago, but it was it was like to where not the kind that gets you high. He said GMO pot. Uh, <laughs> hell, yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, if, you're, if you haven't gotten high in a while, even if you really fucking loved it back in the day, yeah, and you go to do it again, baby steps mm -hmm. you know what i mean <laughs> don't just go in there fucking hitting that dab or hitting that fucking no. water i don't whatever even yeah i don't even smoke on my that. day it was a fucking water bomb yeah but yeah it's it's baby steps to get back on it because most people that have quit that used to get high every day mm -hmm. loved it you'll hear a story where they're like man i got high again and i'm fucking freaked out i didn't fucking like it no more and yeah it's like, yeah you just you just fucking hit that anxiety part of it man it got, it got yeah. to you yeah uh, um that's why yeah i was gonna say there is some stuff out there that i've had that didn't make me feel that way you know um it's definitely who you're getting it from how they're growing it you know but like we just never had that problem when we were younger because it, it wasn't the the strains weren't so synthesized you know so like that stuff that would cause you anxiety in it normally wouldn't be at the levels that it is now you know where's all the strains i know they have a few but i think it should be mandatory to fucking put some cbd in that shit dude because that would stop anyone from freaking the fuck out yeah that's I mean, it's the strains with no cbd whatsoever see it's like two but different growing processes for it though for production of cbd really? and the production of THC is like two different things because you're bringing two different entities out in the plant. So like if you were, if you wanted a, a strain that had both, you would just grow it normal. You know, you were like the genetics and the breeding would just be normal. You wouldn't be trying to select those genes over other ones because you only have so many lines of code in each strand of DNA, depending if it's me or you or a plant or, or, you know, whatever. So like if you're trying to bump one up, you know what I'm saying? That's got that, that energy has got to come from somewhere in the strain of dna you know so if, I, if i'm pumping yeah. cbd like that's what i have to do for it. and then like the nutrient cycles are different like uh, how you flower it, you know the timings and all that kind of stuff how much co2 when it needs a co2 how long of a growth process versus a flat a fruiting process like there's a lot that goes into all of it i mean it's so simplified now because there's like oh this is what you do and they have the recipes and stuff but like even in it out where you have both you just grow it normal you know what i'm saying yeah you know yeah there's a there's a strand that is very high in ta or cbd and, and i'd like to get some seeds for that dude. i forget what it's called uh let me let me look real quick let me look it up so yeah i'm with you man uh I I, I, prefer, I prefer buds over anything, really. Like, uh, I don't really like the dabs and all that kind of stuff, the new stuff. I'm kind of with it on the old, old style of smoking. Yeah. I think I it was something Charlie gift. So basically when you want THC production, you're you're looking to imitate a cycle in which the plant needs to protect its leaves. Right. Um, that's like why yeah. like white widow, you'll get so much more THC content out of it at the end of the cycle if you just let it sit 
and uh and the, like well you got to flush out the root system first and then you just let it sit in that in that tent in the dark for two days straight and then that's where you start getting a lot of that crystalline on the white widow because it starts trying to protect its leaves it thinks it's going to get cold outside so it's going to be like i need more oil sacks on my leaves to protect me from this frost and like uh you can do the same thing with heat it just risks burning more like uh, you can burn leaves uh being too cold but it's just easier to go to the heat and burn the leaves and then bust open the resin sacks. And then you got all kinds of bullshit in your weed that you don't want. Um, you want to just get them to the point where they're just about yeah. the burst. That strain is called Ringo's gift. Mm. I wonder where that came Hell from. Yeah. <laughs> Ringo's gift. There's one called Canatonic ACDC Harlequin. And those are all high in CBD. So if you smoke those, if you're paranoid and you have yeah. anxiety, you probably won't freak the fuck out like I did yeah. that day when I saw <laughs> that moldy ass blue fucking greenish mold from the storage locker. Because, man, what they used to do back in the day is that shit come over from Mexico. They'd shove 100 pounds in the storage locker and trash bags. It'd get moist and all that. Yeah. And it'd start molding. And then they'd pull it out. By the time you got to the end of it, it smelled like mothballs and butthole and fucking grass clippings. And then you never know what you're smoking. And then you end up hitting out a four-foot water bong and you freak the fuck out. Yeah. And yeah. you're flipping out. <laughs> you got to go get a volume at the hospital. <laughs> your ass down. He said, he asked me if I temp dropped. Um, I used to. But I noticed that uh, it was stressing it out. A little too much like sometimes i could do it and i could get away with it um but temp dropping like because i what i always do is before i cut the plant i cut my clones right so i would i would cut my white widow strands clones after you know uh after i uh stopped uh, the 48 hour cycle and temp drop so i would get stressed in the genetics of the plant when i was going into my cloning so i was having more risk of hermaphrodites coming through i had like a a 30% clone rate at that point when I was tip dropping, temp dropping. And uh, that's, that's not good. Cause you're you, at that rate. If you can, you can get by with it for a while, but eventually it's going to kill off your mother and you better have a backup, you know, and you don't typically want to redo your mother with your clones. You want her original genetics. She's changed her genetics through the whole life cycle of like cutting, you know, trimming, you know, water cycles, what it's been through on the daily, uh, that, that that structure of how it produces and what it does changes. So, like, when you want a mother, you want to get it from seeds every time. So if you lose that plant, you know, over time because your clone rate's too low, then, um, yeah, you're fucked. Unless, unless you know somebody with the, with the genetics again, and then you should get more seeds off of. But uh, a lot of time, like, you know, I noticed around here is uh, it would get hard. Because of the fact that uh, people would have like some seeds for like, you know, let's say white Russian or white rhino or, or any of that kind of stuff. And you'd be able to get it, you'd plant it, and you'd be growing it. And then something happens to your mom. And then you're like, okay, I need another one. I need some more seeds for that. Oh, well, I'm not growing that no more. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to get into like how to be successful in markets and all that kind of stuff. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it gets to be a problem. But um, yeah, you can, yeah seeds genetics are you can make probably more money just selling genetics of plants if you knew what you were doing with breeding and stuff and where you were getting your sources that you could probably make more money doing that and growing it and selling it to be honest especially with so many dispensaries looking for their own like handcrafted weed their own thing to put their stamp on like you could be the king of yeah. that you know there's so much fucking bullshit in the politics to get into it though. They're trying to keep it in the hands of the people who are already rich. But <clears throat> but um it's been awesome, Kyle. We should do this again sometime. Yeah. Uh I, I gotta take the old lady to the drive in or else she's gonna feed me more rat poison than usual. Right. <laughs> Every time like, give me a cup of something to drink. I can taste that strychnine in there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um you can have me on about all kinds of things. We only gotten like one little aspect of me. 
Hell yeah. Also, guys, Kyle's uh, um, he's trying to get back into music. Uh, yeah. So check him out on his TikTok. He, he likes it. to. Uh, I do like uh, rap and I put like rap. country in it. Uh, so it's like it's like a country rap most of the time. So I do it all. But I'm looking to do a song. Oh, yeah. writing, so I'm trying to get back into music for that. But yeah, if you guys want to come through and check it out, uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, uh, you also have a YouTube, right? Yeah, that's got a lot of gaming content on it, though. Um, yeah, Kyle's a fucking hacker, dude. He could hack up some shit. Yeah, he yeah, hacked yeah. all my Nintendo Wii's for me. <laughs> fucking badass, dude. <laughs> and Xboxes, the OGs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. Coinbase. But yeah. Uh, yeah, guys, check out his shit. Links in the description. I'm going to the drive-in. See y'all later. Y'all have a good night. <laughs> all right, have a good one.